Hey everybody, it's your girl Miss Reed and this is the discussion room. In my last episode, I got very vulnerable about some of the reasons I don't like being a mom. I mentioned throughout that episode that there are some previously unreleased thoughts centering around this topic as well. And many of you reached out to me, encouraging me to go ahead and drop the tapes. So that's what you're getting today. These are my raw thoughts from October 9th, 2021, which also happened to be a little bit past the six and a half year mark since I started my blog and this subsequent podcast. We're coming up on seven years next month, and I'm looking for some exciting ways to honor that. Um... One thing I have in mind is for anybody who's been impacted by my podcast or my blog in the past seven years or any of the live events that I've done to reach out to me and share what ways damn daddy has impacted your relationship with your father or men in your life or just your own personal journey or the discussion room has changed anything about the way you approach parenting life or anything in between. Feel free to send me an email to misread at damdaddy.com. That's M S R E I D at D triple A M N daddy.com. Or feel free to DM me on Instagram at the discussion room podcast, all spelled out. Now let's get into this episode. I cried today. And I really couldn't even tell you exactly why I cried, but I needed to. I'm glad I did. For the past couple of months, I've been really wanting to have an honest conversation about motherhood. And I say motherhood because I am new to it. Um, being a little over a year in and worn out by it every day and for years I've focused on my observations of the challenges that fathers face and building relationships and the challenges that their children face with fathers um, not healing from whatever they needed to heal from before becoming parents but I realized that at the time you know I felt fathers were the neglected class when parent in parenthood and people were not having enough conversations about the relationships or lack of relationships they had with their fathers was doing to them and in doing that work for the past six years six and a half um and I'm gonna stop there and celebrate myself because I don't do that enough but no matter how inconsistent I have shown up on social media platforms I have consistently in real life been doing the work around pushing the conversation about daddy issues for six and a half years this is probably the longest job I've had that's crazy I really gotta monetize this but back to my point In those six and a half years, there have been several platforms from actual fathers who have 
taken over that conversation, fueled it, pushed it in directions it needs to go. And I am happy to see that it's changing the narrative and people are, you know, open, opening up to the that dialogue. Um, however, I noticed that it wasn't so much that the relationship around around motherhood was having more attention it it was just that um people were having more positive engagements <clears throat> and dialogue around what it means to be a mother i want to say it's been romanticized um motherhood has been romanticized because at least in my 30 years um the single mother narrative has been pushed. There are single fathers. Their stories don't get told nearly as often. Um, there are the super mom tropes and all these other things that make motherhood look like this amazing thing. I remember watching Lifetime movies with my mom as a younger person, early teens, and, you know, the white women portrayed in those movies um were often like best friends with their daughters and I felt like me and my mom didn't have that type of relationship and my mom and I don't have a strained relationship it's just it didn't look like the way it was shown on tv and in the past few years even before becoming a parent myself I've seen my friends become mothers I've seen certain family members become mothers I have done enough self-learning to better understand a lot of the decisions my own mother made as a mother I've talked to the elders in my family um if you guys heard the first episode in season three I talked to my grandmother and then later my grandfather so I, I do a lot of conversing with other people and learning through observation and interaction with others um enough to notice and pick up on the fact that mothers you know they don't they don't want to be idolized the way the media portrays them you know there's a lot going on under the surface that does not get addressed it doesn't get the proper attention in the past few years self-care and therapy have become very mainstream and popularized and I am still in support of people going to therapy I however am not here for the way therapy has been romanticized in the past few years because it went from something that was very much taboo and made fun of and you know this person sees a shrink like even just watching old shows like Seinfeld and the nanny and seeing the way the characters looked at each other if somebody was going in therapy that's outside of the taboo image in the black community around what it means to go to therapy um you know it that that full change and pivot from being portrayed in that way to the way you see it on insecure uh, where molly goes to therapy and i enjoy watching molly go to therapy on insecure because i feel like it's realistic like people be going to therapy but not necessarily walking away with the gyms like molly will be going in therapy and still coming out on that bullshit not all the time you see slight growth but 
lots of times it's like sis did you even hear what your therapist said and so for me um i feel like therapy has been something that's been romanticized as of late and i'm not sure that people are entering therapeutic relationships for genuine reasons and growth or getting everything they need from it i started this episode sharing that i cried today and one of the things that caused me to cry was realizing that despite enrolling myself in therapy and almost three years ago in 2019 I don't feel like I have had the opportunity to really address the things that I would like to address with my therapist um, I've had several different therapists because of the pandemic and other things um, and I have not been actively in therapy for some time because um the market is overwhelmed like the therapists at my provider's office are not really having time to do individual sessions and things of that nature and so i have a lot of things that have gone unprocessed um professionally and on top of that i had not been utilizing the tools of self-care that i had learned before therapy um like writing writing was something that i love to do and i found therapeutic and had encouraged others to engage in if in the event that they could not access or afford a therapist and i have not been making time to write consistently the way i used to and so that coupled with not going to therapy and realizing like I'm not making time for me I'm not writing I haven't been podcasting I haven't been promoting my podcast properly and a lot of these things were true even before I became a mom but are more so true because it's not just me sitting in my depression and saying in my head you need to get up and do the dishes you need to get up and write and not doing it is I want to write right now but my child is crying and I can't figure out why or my child is sick and they're too young for over-the-counter medicine and the things I'm allowed to give them are not working and all these other things and I want to go to work today but I don't have anybody to watch my child and my child is sick so I don't really want to put them with somebody else and expose somebody else to sickness and it's just like this never-ending record of thoughts just playing over and over and over again and often feeling defeated and then laughing and enjoying the five seconds of whatever your child did that made you laugh or you know going to the bathroom alone whatever small joy you can find but being a parent and being a mother specifically is a lot and I have been like touching the tip of the iceberg like literally just tapping on it with some of my friends who are parents mothers specifically um and we we all agree that the the types of conversations that need to take place are not taking place like around this time in 2019 i had spoken um given a presentation at 
the Loving Me Conference put on by Tiara Nicole. She wrote the book um, 23 and, and Finally Loving Me. And so she had um, a daughter earlier this year. And she shared something in her answer stories and I replied to it um, asking, you know, how is she feeling about whatever decision she had to make? And then she asked me, she shared her response and, and how she's going, through, you know, dealing with that and then asked me, how am I? And I said, I'm processing because that's genuinely all I could think to say in that moment. Like, you know, you don't be wanting to dump on people just because they ask you how you're doing. And clearly she has her own things that she's dealing with at the moment nothing negative just um moving she's moving um and you know I just had a moment where I said to her like girl people not talking about motherhood like they not talking about it people are starting to be more honest about like oh f the snapback culture cool cool beans everybody don't snap back I'm with it you know people are talking about how um, postpartum depression as well. Absolutely here for that conversation. You feel me? Hold on, y'all. <clears throat> Sorry about that. My phone alarm started going off. And my baby's in my lap. There's a lot going on over here. Um, but I, I think we are just peeling back like the top layer of the onion of motherhood and how it everything ain't you know roses and grinding and making things happen and making a way out of no way like you know it's kind of toxic like the generation before us is very much so a make a way out of no way generation and I respect that my mom is of that mindset she had me at 16 she uh had to take care of me on her own after her parents relocated so I was maybe like two and a half three years old when she had to like completely parent without her parents but she still had a decent village right and she was doing it without a pandemic but she was still a teenager 18 19 years old and you somebody parent you have somebody to take care of and she talks all the time about how that motivated her to get out here and make things happen and I think often living with my mom, she feels disappointed in me that I, I have not had that same go-getter spirit, right? And not to say that I don't want money and I don't want to work, but I just feel like, you know, capitalism sucks. People should not feel like they have to choose survival over wellness. And I'm gonna let y'all sit with that for a minute. People should not be made to feel like they have to choose survival over wellness. I knew when I found out I was pregnant that I was not mentally clear, whole, and present the way I wanted to be in the event I was blessed to bring life into this world. I knew, I knew that I was not right for me. And it was a very scary thought that I was giving the responsibility to bring life into this world when I did not feel like I was in a place where I was taking care of me very well. 
I consulted a few people who know me well and they assured me that, hey, it's a scary thing. You can get through it. You have time to prepare before the baby gets here. And I thought I did. And being pregnant amidst a global pandemic pandemic threw a monkey wrench in that for me. I've seen several women out here get to the money, work, do what they had to do, and they are making it happen, but they are sharing that they are not comfortable with it. They feel like they're being rushed back to work. They feel paranoid during pregnancy because they're working in the midst of a pandemic they don't know what the maternity policy will be at the new position they've accepted you know they is their milk supply going to be right who's going to wash the kid afterward and so I chose a route to not stress myself about financial wholeness and survival but to spend my pregnancy focused on peace right I wanted to be at peace. I wanted to have a well child come through a peaceful person into this world. And I am proud of myself for making that decision, right? And I can share that open and honestly today because I have close friends who have shared with me that they admire the decision I made, that they wish they had been in a position to make the decision that I made for my own personal mental peace and for my child's wholeness at the time I made the decision, right? But again, it's been over a year now. I worked for a little while earlier this year. I had been working um, in the past month. And then last week, my baby got sick. And not only did my baby get sick, but I had been able to work because I have a supportive partner. And although we don't live together, um, they understand my perspective around being mentally and physically well and the important role that plays in how I show up as a parent. And so when I said, hey, I feel more supported here, I feel I have more people available to step in an emergency here. I feel less weighed down and depressed where I am. And, um, you know, this is where I would like to be for now. They were not in love with that decision, but they respected that decision. And so I said, hey, I'll be back with you physically in the same space on this date and I had to call back and say actually I got offered a job so I won't be back on that date I'm gonna work this job for a few weeks and then um, I'll be down there and then it was actually I found another job but it would be really helpful for me if I send the baby to you so that I can work this other job and they were like all right bet and I said hey you know they need somebody until February it's still summertime and they like, listen, you know what? I'm not going to stop you from getting to your money, um, but I'm not I'm not going to sign off on that. Like, you know, the decision is ultimately yours, but I'm not really I'm not really feeling you not coming back for that long. And 
that is where the conversation stood and so they took the baby and was supposed to have him for four weeks turned into two i had to come back and get the baby fortunately for that one week my uh, support system didn't have to work and was available but i had to pay that person and i did not previously pay that person um to keep my child and it was i was not against it because they were keeping them for a significantly longer amount of time than I had ever asked them to keep the child in the past. But that was rough because, you know, here it is that unlike a lot of single mothers out here, um, just because I don't live in the same household with my partner, I still have one. I have one that is supportive of my dreams and supportive of me wanting to financially take care of myself even though they are able to assist with that right and it was too hard for their village so it was like hey yeah it's not working for us your turn again and while I understand and respect that as a mom I don't really get that option I ain't really get to be like oh well you know I'm sorry it's not working out for y'all but my village, you know, is stretched too thin also and can't step in right now. So you got to keep the baby and you got to figure it out. And it's not even that I couldn't. I just didn't. Right. And I feel like most moms have that will figure it out mentality and don't challenge dads enough to do the same it's like yeah that didn't work out the way you planned but you gotta have a backup plan because i'm busy over here right now and even saying that right now that doesn't sound good that does not sound good to say out loud that as a mother i'm too busy so you as the father have to figure it out if more women said stuff like that you know if they would be all over the shade room. How you too busy for your kid? I can't believe her. Like, well, you shouldn't have had that kid. And people will have all these opinions because they're the type of parent who figures it out as a woman. Or as a woman, you could never tell. I would never be too busy for my kids, you know. And so trying to carve out comfortable places to have honest conversations about the challenges of motherhood without the criticism of people who have made the difficult choices work for them right because admitting out loud to myself that this has been difficult always triggers an internal battle um, of why why is this difficult for you why don't you want to make this other choice that's available to you and I remember sharing with my sister a few weeks ago that I don't have a lot of memories with my mom as a young child and for a while that bothered my mom you know she felt like she was doing all these things for me and other people were getting the credit. And for me, 
as the child I always felt like I don't know why you feel that way like you're not here you always at work um I spend all my time with this person or that person like those are just the facts because I'm a very fact-based individual most of the time and so I remember sharing with my sister like I don't want to be that parent I don't want to be the parent who is so busy working and figuring it out that my child doesn't remember me they don't have meaningful memories of me and their childhood and yeah it was a beautiful thing to be able to stay home this first year but 20 30 years from now this first year is going to be faded you know it'll just be a few pictures and not any genuine meaningful memories right and so I say that without critique of my mother because she made the best choices that were available to her at that time right and I am not frustrated with my mom as a mother I am not frustrated with myself as a mother I am frustrated with the idea that people have to make a choice because real talk even my partner as a as a parent as a father um i have before we had a child together had to share with him like hey carve out time to do things with your child other than homework and grocery shopping and men are often in this i'm a provider first mentality and they feel like i'm a great father because i provide for my child and i do do things with my child and we do this together and we do that together and not saying that those things weren't happening it just seemed from my perspective that oftentimes the things my partner's child wanted to do with them my partner was too tired to actually enjoy so yeah you're doing the things but are you being present are you showing up as your full fun fatherly self if you work in 95 hours a week just to say you are a provider and so there are a lot of decisions I've had to make as a mother, starting with not living with my partner full time. That other people couldn't fathom. And that some people have shared with me, they are proud that I made the choice that sat best for me mentally. Because I feel like mothers are expected at all times to do what looks like what's best for the child right and I say this because it is a decision that I am constantly constantly and I mean this in my head about Am I doing the right thing? Is this the best decision? Is this a selfish decision? I actually sat down and wrote a poem about it a few weeks ago called 
I am a hypocrite. And I won't read the poem to you because my notebook is across the room. And I actually haven't looked at it since I wrote it. But the overall gist of it was getting to the point that I feel like um, I'm at an intersection of two of my strongly held beliefs, right? The people should not stay together for the children. And... Oh, see, listen now. I don't drew a blank. And here I am talking about these are my strongly held beliefs. People don't talk about mom brain enough, okay? Like, I'm not dumb. I'm not lying. This is something I definitely think about often and I can't remember it right now. And I want to say it correctly, but I didn't believe mom brain was a thing until i started experiencing it myself and it made so much sense to me some things in my childhood like my mom used to ask me to remember things for her phone numbers addresses people's names that she just got off the phone with you know remember to tell me to get this from the store later she was like oh you know my mom used to do that to me all the time and now my memory sucks i'm so glad you're here to remember for me and now it's like dang my memory is trash and I used to have like such a great memory and I, I still because I'm speaking positivity over my life I still have a decent memory but the amount of things that I forget and draw blanks on that I know I would not have forgotten two years ago bothers me and so anyway um In terms of my two strongly held beliefs, right? People should not stay together just for the kids and um, that people, that children deserve whole and happy parents. So, and and I'm not at all trying to suggest that my relationship is just us staying together for our child. I just say that in in the context that we don't physically live together, right? And so, um, I was having this internal crisis where I was like, I want to, to present my child with a whole and healthy me. And at this present time, that looks like us not living together. However, I also believe that children deserve to have two parent households when possible right and I also believe that people should not just be staying together for the kids and so here I am at this intersection of my own personal beliefs trying to figure out who am I because by doing what I can to be a whole and healthy me and show up as the best mom I can I'm depriving my child of daily interaction with their father You know what that's that's what it was the other belief the other intersection was um people should not women specifically should not keep children away from good fathers so here i am living in a separate state from my partner who is a provider and loving father for his children right um And essentially, I'm keeping my child away from their parent by trying to do what's best for me as their other parent. And and it just feels like there's no right answer here. 
And because as I mentioned, our child is not their only child. I couldn't even in good conscience ask them to relocate for me and say, hey, you know, my mental health is better here where I am. And I still love you and I still want to be with you and our child deserves a two parent household. Can you come be up here? Because then I would essentially be keeping another child away from a providing, loving father. And sometimes that frustrates me also. Like, I won't even ask you to leave because I wouldn't want to put you in a position to say no to your other child. However, you won't even consider leaving, which means... In my own personal mind, you prioritize the way you show up for that other child over ours. And that's unfair to put that expectation on them because that really doesn't reflect who they are at all. They're just trying to respect my choice to be where I am well. But none of that shit is fun. None of it is fun. None of it is easy. And there's nowhere to go to really talk about these type of things that you feel like are unique I remember my mom thinking that I was having a miserable pregnancy because I didn't want to tell the masses that I was pregnant and I'm like bro when you was pregnant with me and when you was pregnant with my sister Facebook did not exist Twitter and Instagram did not exist it was not everybody's business you told who you told and that's who knew and if it spread through the grapevine that was on the grapevine And I bring that up because in saying just now that these feel like unique experiences, they are not. And I am learning more and more that they are not because I have been choosing to be more open about what I have been experiencing. And I'm noticing that some of the women around me are doing the same. A lot of the women I went to Howard with had children before me not a lot but you know many of them who I was friends with and so during my pregnancy I started to notice like hey I live in one state my partner lives in a different state this friend over here has a child with somebody who lives in a different country and so I reached out and they said hey not only a different country different continent it's hard so all right bet this person can get me they can help me deal with the things that I feel I am facing alone this friend over here has children with somebody who had children before they had one together hmm let me reach out and share that I'm pregnant and I want to know how you navigated that what was that like for you boom so I had been choosing the people I opened up to about my situation based on my perception of whether or not they could relate and I found that to be helpful throughout my pregnancy because one for me my pregnancy wasn't everybody's business and that was no shade or no uh you know it wasn't it wasn't anything personal towards a lot of people who took it personally I didn't just go through a list and be like nope can't tell this person can't tell that person they wouldn't get it it just was more so like hey this person shared something that mirrors what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing I feel comfortable telling them 
I feel comfortable telling them I, I'm I'm not close with this other person in real life and we were not close on campus either but I noticed that like me they had been commuting between two states because they have a partner who is providing and loving on children in one place but they felt happier and whole someplace else and so during pregnancy and during the first year or so of their child's life and still at this current moment this person has split time between their own home in one state and their partner's home in another state and our situations are by no means identical but they made me feel understood i don't share my tiny human often on facebook and i'm not one of those people that's like they're walking oh they got their first tooth it's just like yo today was rough but this thing made me laugh amongst all of the shit show that occurred and i had one of my um friends and former colleagues from when i was teaching reach out to me and say that they enjoyed that i made motherhood realistic and not um romanticized and I didn't know it at the time and maybe they were not yet at the time pregnant but this person is currently expecting and that made me feel at peace with the way I choose to share my experiences with my child because sometimes I look at the things that I have shared and especially now it's crazy that it's been a year already and then things about my tiny human are in my Facebook memories but there, there have been occasions where after sharing a post, I would question, am I being ungrateful? Because I have several friends who um, were not fortunate enough to be able to raise the children they conceived, you know, for miscarriage or um, stillbirth, whatever the case may be. I never want to come across as ungrateful for the opportunity to guide someone else through life. But I also don't want to come off as so grateful that I overcast the realities of the extreme amount of pressure that comes with being a parent. I am very proud of so many things that my tiny human can do, has done, and continues to do. But I choose to share the things that I feel like sharing. Like, you know... Um, for instance a couple days ago my Facebook memories is a picture of my child at 12 weeks old and it says um, ignore game as strong as their legs because they had been learning to stand at that time and in the pictures they would not look at the camera to smile and it was like some people could perceive that as speaking negatively about my child but I wasn't it's the truth they were very skilled at ignoring people and I say ignoring because it wasn't a you can't hear me thing um and still to this day if they see a camera and they don't want to smile they turn their head cover their face walk the opposite way in the womb during the ultrasounds not here for it okay get my express permission before taking my picture is the way my child shows up and I find it to be entertaining and hilarious and you know those are the types of things that I share um 
those are the ways and the language I choose to use when I share. And so occasionally I question how that comes across. Um, and it's really, you know, other people's opinion of me is no, it's not my business. So that's for them. But I would be lying if I said I didn't care or I didn't think about how I am perceived the same way that I am constantly perceiving and processing observations of other people. And so um, this past week, being in a house with a sick under the weather infant has taught me a lot because I just felt extremely frustrated. I enjoy the work that I'm currently doing. It's not the work that I want to be doing, but it is helping me to survive and providing me with joy in the process. And not being able to do that because my child was sick. This is my first real taste of motherhood you know like it was cute to me able to not work the first year because oh the coronavirus and I want to protect my baby but like this is the real I can't go to work because my baby is sick even though I'm an able-bodied individual who wants to go to work today this is wild I can't leave my baby with loved ones because many of the people in my village who have watched my child in the past are in that immunocompromised group who I would not want to expose to even this small common cold that they're facing and it's like wow real real adult girl shit you know love me some egg here for the hot girl shit but adulting is difficult mothering is hard and we need to have more honest conversations about it i have been not recording podcast episodes on so many great topics i wanted to share with you all because i was concerned about rambling right and then when i would be um inspired or feel that I had the time to record I low-key felt like my baby was sabotaging like not even gonna lie to you I had been waking up 4 35 o'clock in the morning like all right let me take my medicine eat shower and as soon as I would grab a pen to write or open up my laptop homegirl is up and ready for action and it's like bro all this time I was sitting here scrolling all this time I was laying here just letting thoughts happen now i'm ready to be productive you want to get up and i had to realize like sometimes that shit is very creepy and i definitely feel like she's plotting against my success but most of the time it's like nah sis you really uh waited and man where are you going see look right now i'm getting real and meaty and she's waking up sliding down off me Point being, priorities change. 
the way you allot time has to change and it's not always easy recognizing um, when you are the challenge and the child themselves is not the challenge to your productivity or success but ultimately I still feel like capitalism is part of the problem because I have um, a relative who gave birth less than three weeks ago and had a what was at least for me on the receiving end of the communication traumatic birth experience Um, things did not go well in the hospital they um, had to to go back and be seen and um, had an infection and all types of things go wrong and then when I reached out to them um, to let them know like hey I was going to come see you however the baby's sick and I I didn't want to get you or your baby sick they said it's okay I'm at work excuse me work work you at work are you healed are your wounds still open like why are you at work right now and I literally said that to them and they were like my kids have to eat and have to have somewhere to live and I'm like yeah but you got to be alive too like you there's so many women out here who are having to choose survival over their own wellness like you should not have to go back to work before the recommended six weeks but definitely not in less than four um, to be able to provide for your children when you're not well and they were just like you know I guess I have to sacrifice my health so that my children can eat. And I'm like, that is just bugged out to me. And, you know, I I saw something from Tabitha Brown yesterday about, you know, not apologizing for what assignment God has put you on. And, you know, I just I'm in a space where I don't want to have to apologize for not feeling the same way, for not feeling like I got to go out here and bust my ass to make sure my kids eat. And it's like, it's very crazy because I am blessed and fortunate that I have a partner who's willing to provide and a mother who has been able to, although my mom is very tired of taking care of her adult children. And so that definitely contributes to why I felt so bugged out about being unable to work this week. Like it felt good working last month and being able to provide and be like here mom here's some money you know um towards whatever even when I was pregnant and I was door dashing when I was making a decent amount during DoorDash, and I was able to pay the internet because I'm in here recording podcast episodes via zoom or uh watching tv when I'm not door dashing you know let me pay the gas and electric since the lights are on more than you're used to them being on like it definitely feels better to be contributing to the success of whatever household you are in however I maintain that people shouldn't have to make that choice it shouldn't be survival or wellness people shouldn't be out here with open hospital wounds working because they're afraid their kids will have some place to live tomorrow or nothing to eat tomorrow 
we just really have to do better overall as a society. And I think I'm, I'm happy that a lot more women are um, opening up about the things most of us have kept quiet about for in most other women's case years decades and in my case the past year like you know is it's been a dark space on a lot of days like I want to do more I envisioned myself being a more educational parent and instead I'm in here feeling defeated 90% of the day waiting for a nap to overcome my child so that I might possibly shower eat write or produce a podcast episode and then the nap comes and now I want a nap too or I gotta do the dishes or some other shit that I really don't give a fuck about instead of doing anything that I care about or want to do or will make me feel whole and productive on the inside and then I feel like I wasted that nap or then the end of the day comes and I realize like wow we didn't do any letter of the day today wow i'm not pointing out colors and shapes enough to you and we went to target today and when i was taking my child out of the car seat there was a dad holding a about two-year-old because masks are not recommended for children under two but a small child no more than three for sure between two and three years old and the child is pointing to the stop sign octagon and the other sign square rectangle octagon and i'm like oh great shapes and i thought to myself like will my child be prepared to do that am i going over shapes and colors and things with them enough i mean we've been working on the word pretzel for like a month because my mom won't allow them to have any more pretzels until they can say the word pretzel but like am I really doing my part as a mom like is it worth it being home with my kid all day if I'm not enriching them the way I thought I would be and so then I'm sitting here and I'm like I want to be home being a super teacher mom I want to be able to work and make money and contribute and not feel like a bum I want to be able to do both. I'm not going to be able to do both all the time. And I just, I know I'm not the only one. I know that other people have made the harder decision to grind it out. Um, and they're figuring it out and they're successful at it. And there are people who are um, working from home like a boss. I am surprised that this tiny human has sat here sleep and awake as quietly as they have and I'm appreciative because it's allowed me to get out all these rambly thoughts I've been holding in despite excuse me the few minutes where they got down and decided it was a good idea to play with a plastic bag while I was recording they've been fairly quiet but like I don't know I don't want to I don't know like, I would love a work-from-home job. I am great at customer service. But then it's like, I got to tell my kid, shh, 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 it's the customer on the line. Instead of teaching them to properly process whatever big emotions they're dealing with. And so just a lot of things about the way capitalism has structured society not sitting well with me lately there's a lot of things about the silence mothers go through 
because there's this big blanket over motherhood that says you just gotta figure it out and don't complain about it along the way a lot of people are not well they're not well they're hurting themselves they're hurting their children they are feeling judged and ashamed to ask for help um and some people are doing the best they can every moment they can and when those efforts are overlooked you know most of us are hard enough on ourselves as moms we don't need the outside criticism so that's it y'all i just i just really came to tell y'all for a whole hour that motherhood is hard be kind to mothers you know um if you had a mom who you did not appreciate or understand completely in your childhood try to see some things from their perspective try to understand the decisions that they made with what resources were available to them at the time and if you are a mother new mom veteran mom whatever you consider yourself be gentle today on your parenting journey make whatever healthy choices you can to get through the day and don't let capitalism push you into choosing survival over wellness because um like i had to tell my loved one the other day health is wealth and you can go out here and make twenty thousand dollars this week but if you drop dead while doing it that job ain't gonna pay your kids that money gonna sit right there in your bank account they're not old enough to do nothing with it you feel what i'm saying so (sighs) thank you for joining this discussion with me engaging in this conversation here in the discussion room and I would love for anybody who was able to make sense of anything that was on my heart and out my mic today to email Miss Reed at damdaddy.com. Um, you know, comment on Instagram, the discussion room podcast. Just let me know if anything that I said resonated with you, whether you liked it or not. Just I want to know that y'all are listening, that y'all feel me. If you don't feel me too, you know, be gentle with yourselves today. Live the best life you can live. Make the choices that you are going to be able to live with. Enjoy. I hope you all were able to gain something from my internal thoughts in October. As always, please like, subscribe, follow wherever you listen to podcasts you can now rate us not only on apple but on spotify as well so if you love this episode any other episodes give us a five-star rating share with a friend follow us on all platforms the discussion room podcast um, visit damn slash podcast to access older episodes as well as you know maybe peruse the blog like i said next month is the seven year anniversary of me starting that blog so so let's honor that by having some fun um giving me some great feedback again you can email miss reed m-s-r-e-i-d at damn daddy.com 
AAA, M and Daddy, with any ways that this platform has enriched your life in the past seven years.